Hello, everybody. This is the Chocolate News Podcast. I'm your co-host, John Alexander Reese. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Carter. And if you did not know, the Cincinnati Herald has been around since 1955 and is the leading African-American-owned newspaper in the greater Cincinnati area and northern Kentucky area. So how's it going, Andrea? It's going fine, John. In fact, I'm enjoying what a lot of people have said to me today, the last day of summer-esque fall weather before we have that 30 degree drop tomorrow don't remind me and it's it's like walking around enjoying myself you know i was um doing a little bit of outreach down in the down in otr walking around getting some some people were getting ices it was just you know it's been an incredible day it's been wonderful then fall's gonna come (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't remind me. I have to work at my other job on Friday and it's going to be so cold that night and rainy. So I'm just like, yay, looking forward to that. (laughs) Yeah, I have a lot of stuff this week. I have a very busy weekend because um, I'm I'm looking forward to the NAACP Freedom Fund Dinner because I can't wait to hear Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, yeah. And and then um, Audra McDonald is be performing with the Cincinnati Symphony on Sunday. Is she? Yes. Wow. And um, um, there's going to be, a, um, um, you know, it's just going to be interesting to watch her perform. And I'm just a huge fan of her as an actress. And, um, you know, as a singer, she's incredible. And, um, you know, I'm a huge Dinah Washington fan. But she did a Broadway show about Billie Holiday, Lady Day. Mm. And she did it so well that I bought the album. So wow. I'm looking forward to, I'm going to have a very political, artistic weekend. I'm looking forward to it all, despite the, the cool weather of our of fall. So right. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It's, 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 and, you know, I'll talk about it next week for both, but it's, it's going to be, it's just really interesting and energizing week. So to speak. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what's the chocolate news of the week, Andrea? Well, it, it it's, it's a very interesting week. It's kind of, you know what is history in the making on a number of things. Number one, um, I guess the, the the most the most the breaking news or the ongoing story, I should say, is the shooting at Morgan State University, which is an HBCU um, university, and and it's located in Baltimore, the city of Baltimore, and you know Baltimore has had an increase in shootings over the last few years, and unfortunately, this is the third time that Morgan State has experienced a shooting during their homecoming festivities. And um, this happened last night. Five people were injured, I think, either inside or outside a dorm. And mm. at least the, of the injured, four were students. One, believe, was visiting a student or was visiting the college campus because of homecoming. And um, so this happened like late yesterday afternoon, about 9.25 p.m. Um, they're still looking for the suspect. Um, I know a number of people who have attended Morgan State or, or have visited Morgan State. They're very concerned. You know, it's kind of sad that Baltimore has this rap because Baltimore is a great city, but, you know, it, it's, it's just kind of sad. And they're looking for the shooter. Um, the victims are between the ages of 18 and 22. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say if everyone... Look for updates on, um, you know, whatever Facebook page that you're looking at. I was on an HBCU Facebook page earlier. They were asking questions, giving comments about it as well. So it's it's a concern that, you know, a, a shooting has occurred on a Black campus again, which is 
Such a kind shame. Of sad, but you know, in a way, it's sad that it happened at Morgan State. But in a way, you don't hear this activity happening on any other HBCU campus right now. I should say, knock on wood. So, um, because this is not the behavior of HBCUs. Exactly. It's not. But I think it's indicative of the environment that surrounds the HBCU. And um, I just think it's kind of sad, but we'll keep you up to date. You know, check out our, the Herald website. And as we get more information, we'll provide you all with more information. But, um, you know, just keep good thoughts for the victims of this recent shooting. So Yeah, most definitely. So then, speaking of shootings, I cannot believe this has occurred, but Tupac Shakur, a man has been arrested in the murder of Tupac Shakur. 27 years after it occurred, they finally have arrested Dwayne Keith Davis. Um, he is a member of a California-based gang known as the Southside Compton Crips, and he was a childhood friend of... Um, NWA member Eze. Mm. Basically, this guy has built a friendly relationship with Sean Diddy Combs, and um, the, I guess he he knows a lot of the rappers from back in you know the '90s and everything. And you know there was that East Side West Coast um, rivalry, and um, this guy allegedly has been arrested in the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur, um, who is like one of the great rappers of our time oh okay. yeah yeah I most mean, definitely i mean tupac he is um you know i didn't appreciate what i was listening to when rap first began this tells you my age um <laughs> but it is interesting to see how his work and how how high esteem tupac's work is remains but to think that he was a victim of this rivalry and that, um, you know, the fact that they were able to make this connection, I'm still trying to figure out how they made this connection because there are some suspects who were sort of suspected of being part of his murder have come and gone. Some of them have died. He was arrested. Well, no, I should say that Tupac was killed in Las Vegas I think was it after he had performed, or no? I, I I think it was after uh, they saw a boxing match. Okay, and uh, he was riding in the car with Suge Knight, and, uh, and then I think um, that's last time. That's before that's he got right. shot. That's, that's right. He was in. That's right. He was in the car with Suge Knight. Mm -hmm. Totally forgot about that part. Yeah, Woo! because there's this there's this famous picture of him with Suge Knight, and I think he was like flipping off the camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and, and you know what? He knew he was really, his talent for acting was just starting to come about because he did Poetic Justice with... Um, yeah, he was with uh, Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Yeah. I was going to say Michael's little sister. Yeah. Um, you know, he did Juice. He did Above the Rim. He did yeah. Gridlock. Yeah, my, I, my, I mean, my, my favorite was Juice. That's my favorite movie of his. Juice was good, but I love Poetic Justice because it, you know what? I've only heard his hard side. Mm -hmm. And poetic justice showed his soft side, yeah. and I didn't know he had one until that movie. And mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, all right." Yeah. And he played a father, so yeah. you know, you don't expect him to be that side of things. And you know, his mother was a Finney Shakur, a former Black Panther, so you know, you had that militant. Oh you know, yeah, 
He, he had that background. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this case, um, how they came about about it. And um, I want to know how they connected this guy with Tupac's murder. I really want to know. Yeah, I'm curious about that, too, because I just I was just thinking like, oh, this case is never going to be solved. It's like with, you know, with Notorious B.I.G. It's just like his case is never going to be solved either. So yeah. I'm just like if they, you know, solve this case, maybe they'll solve uh, Notorious B.I.G. too. You, you know, know it, here's hoping. Kind of, it, yeah, I mean, because it's kind of like um, Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac, they both were, um, you know, legends of the yeah. rock community, of hip-hop. I should say the hip-hop community. I'm right. showing my age when I say that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've, and I've seen, I've attended a number of concerts off and on, and you've seen the brilliance of how rap has elevated the spoken word in a unique way. I think also it did a disservice because it sort of stopped kids from wanting to take up a musical instrument. And I mm. think you could do both. Right. And I think today hip hop artists have proven that you can do both now. You can play an instrument and rap at the same time and, and right. make a living. So um, we'll keep, I'll, I'll stay on top of this and bring everyone an update as it, you know, as we hear stuff. Gotcha. So, you know, as, as I'll, Another long, long season. What can we say about the Bengals? Oh, uh, don't even get me started. I, I'm. What can we say about the Bengals? <laughs> you, you know, this, this is why I have a hard time rooting for the Bengals. This is like once I'm just I'm in, and then I just get so disappointed. They they beat the Rams on Monday Night Football. I was like, yay! It was a good game, close game. They said it's all. It's all uphill. It's all up from here. They they can't go back down, but they they did go back down and really really down, like twenty seven to three down. It it it, it was embarrassing. I'm, I'm I mean it it I watched that game and finally I just had to I kept it on, but I would just I would walk in the room. I was like no, and I walk out the room and I heard touchdown and realized it was not us. It was the Rams. And I was like really. All we got was a field goal. You know, I I I think that the injury with Joe, I think the mindset, his his deal, I think all of that has thrown an element into the mindset of the team that they need to let it go. Yeah. And get back to what they were about. Cause they still they still have a chance to at least do well to make it to wild the wild card. I, I don't know. I I'm all I can say is they look good in their white uniforms, but still, um, <laughs> you know, I'm 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 a Bengals supporter, but still, you know, I'm almost tempted to join my sister in supporting the Miami Dolphins because, <laughs> you know, their defense is off the chain and they're number one in the season yeah. for defense. And, you know, it's um, Miami Dolphins. Usually I'm making fun of my sister, the Miami Dolphins. Instead, she continues to make fun of me. So, um, <laughs> and then, you know, I also will say that our other um, sports team, the Reds, they also lost their playoff bid. Unfortunately, they got stopped. So their hunt for a World Series has stalled until next year. Um, but I think um, we have a few believers and I think the Reds organization is very happy. They had they had stadium filled with fans for once this season. Oh yeah. Uh, so we'll just have to see what happens next year, and hopefully we can take things further next year. Yeah, so. let's. Uh, here's hoping. 
I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm keeping okay. my fingers crossed. So um, unfortunately, um, you know, sad news is that Diane Feinstein had died. She was the longest serving female senator from California. And, you know, she had announced her decision to retire in February. And, you know, there were um, accolades for her service and what she has done throughout her career, what she has done for California. In fact, the day that she died, or I should say the day before she died, she was meeting with people, um, working on measures about the future of the of the country. And um, MSNBC had one woman who had actually had taken a picture with her the day before and was devastated to learn that she had died, her friend had died. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it's kind of sad that um, Feinstein um, is gone. Um, I think she was the embodiment of what an elder statesman should be like. Um, I know this this is a cause that some people feel that, you know, after a certain age, you shouldn't serve anymore. But, you know, until they stop older men from serving, women are going to continue to serve as well. And the fact that she was 90, I mean, Strom Thurmond, I think, was the longest serving senator because he was, I forgot how old he was, but he was in a wheelchair serving until he resigned. Mm. Uh, and died. So, I mean, you know, just because someone is older does not mean they don't stop serving and doing right. for the country. Um, I think we just have to praise their passion, honor their wisdom, and, you know, and support what they have accomplished and what they hope to accomplish as they continue to serve. Because um, it takes a special person to step up and say, yes, I will represent the country. Yes, I will work with these people and put and, and, you know, be in the world of politics and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, but speaking of Feinstein, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he has done something which is really unexpected. Um, he has appointed LaFonza Butler. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I believe um, so. And, and and as the replacement for Feinstein's um, seat. Um, so she's going to be the third Black woman to... Um, be serve as a senator in the Senate. Wow. Which is, is unbelievable. Yeah, She's currently the president of Emily, um, Emily's List, which is a fundraising platform and supports women, um, women candidates. Um, and they also amplify issues that disproportionately impact women. Um, Emily's List was founded in 1985. And, um, you know, and they have um, and was founded by other by Barbara Boxer and Richards and Wexler, Donna Shalala, um, you know, who are, you know, some top political women who have served our country well. And so now um, uh, Shalala, Lo, I should say, LaFonza was um, sworn in yesterday by Vice President um, Kamala Harris. And so she is, you know, automatically she's going to be a lot of press will be on her. There was um, speculation about whether or not she has is a resident of California because she lives in Maryland, but she does own property in California. And according to the rules of a person who who serves in the U.S. Senate, they have to inhabit the place that they're representing and not be a resident. So because it says inhabitant and not resident, I think they can work around that issue. And um, she's going to 
make sure her residency goes back to California and that she is registered to vote in California to make sure she's up on the issues of California and be out there to serve. So she's been sworn in. She's going to complete the term of um, Senator Feinstein. And then she, um, it will get, Newsom is going to let her decide of that if she is going to run for the position when the term is up. And I believe she has to run, um, she could run for office, I think in either 2024 or 2026. Mm, gotcha. Uh, not too sure um, what she's going to do, but um, she has been, um, there are a number of people, actually it's 2024 because there are a number of people already running for that seat. Adam Schiff, um, Barbara, uh, um, State Representative Lee, there's another person who's running as well for the position. So it's going to be interesting to see. What yeah. Happens. And also, and I didn't know this until the other, I don't know if you mentioned it, but she's the, um, I think she is, um, she made history because she's like the first black openly lesbian U.S. Senator. So, yes. So that's yes. progress right there. That is progress right there. Then. And you know what? I'm not surprised about California because California has always been a very open minded state they're very liberal in their thinking right. you know representing everybody not just one specific person or another um and i think it's um it's interesting and i think that that you know that's fantastic for especially for the lgbtq community mm -hmm. um they have a true representative and now they have a seat at the table on you know especially regarding um american issues so that's right. fantastic and then last but not least of, of the chocolate news is the ongoing the ongoing issue of Speaker of the House in Congress. Yes. The historic vote to remove the Speaker of the House took place yesterday. And um, Kevin McCarthy was removed for the first time ever. Um, he did try to reach out to the Democrats to strike a deal with them. They <laughs> told him no. Yeah, <laughs> um, they saved his bacon for the funding of the government for 45 days. And then he went on national television and blamed the Democrats for all of the issues that go went on regarding the funding bill. And basically, they said it was a slap in the face because they saved him and then they disrespected them. So basically, the the Hakeem Jeffries and leadership of the Dems said, this is your mess. You fix it. And yeah, that's politics. Voted, it's politics. And so they voted not to support Kevin McCarthy's position, but they thought the Republicans were going to save him, you know? But instead, I believe it was like eight Republicans joined the Dems and voting against him. Yeah. I I, I I honestly did not expect him to lose the seat because I know Matt, what's, what's his name? Uh, Matt Gates. Yes, Gans. Yeah, Gans, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, um, but anyway, um, yeah. I honestly did not think I I did not think this was this, this was going to happen, but uh, it did. So it's it, uh, it, it, it did. I mean, it's kind of sad. He he said he was not going to run uh, for the position again. So you know, basically, as a leader in the Republican Party, is he's done. But but what I think what's sad is there's no one else to take his place in the Republican Party in Congress. Um, there's no one who's worthy, or I should say who is can stand on that platform as Speaker of the House. Even the guy who was temporary Speaker of the House, he is 
horrible. I I don't know what to say because I mean it it's you know when you look for a leader you want someone who respects for opinions can you know reach across the aisle but has a the lead the the Republicans respect him and but there's so much infighting within the Republican Party that it it's a very high stakes game right now that they're doing between the far right extreme Republicans compared to the non-far right extreme Republicans. The, that civil war keeps going. But what has come out of this remarkable historic vote, Ohio's own Jim Jordan has announced that he wants to run for speaker. Uh, of course. I have no words. <laughs> Jim, Jim I, Jordan. I, I got I got words like disgust. Yes, that that discuss unbelievable. Um, he's he does he doesn't have leadership qualities. He has management qualities, but he doesn't have leadership qualities. Steve Scalise is another person who has um jumped in to um the fray as a potential runner for Speaker of the House. Many people may not really recognize his name. But back in, um, back in, I think it was 2017, 2016, 2017, he remember he was the um, congressman who was shot by a gunman during a morning softball practice. Oh, yeah, right. And, uh, and I believe our own, our, our own state rep from our area, is it Wexler? No, it's, um, who's the doctor? Um, can't remember. You know, this is bad. I can't think of who represents you. <laughs> It's so bad. But anyway, you know, he he's the guy who got shot. Right. And so and so this is this is who this is. And um, he had. But what is also sad is that Scalise has also been diagnosed with blood cancer. Mm. So um, and he announced his diagnosis in August and it's very treatable. But, you know, and he's undergoing treatment for several months, but he wants to run for speaker. And, you know, depending upon what type of treatment that he's receiving for blood cancer can cause him to have seizures, can cause him to have adverse effects to the, you know, to the treatment. So there's that. Then you have Jim Jordan, who has put his hat in the ring, which is interesting. Also, it's shaking up the leadership of the Republican Party in the House. Um, no one else has, you know, announced their their bid. There is another name, Kevin Hearn is from Oklahoma. He's also announced that he might want to run. I don't know if that's true or not, but his name has come up. Hearn was one of the 117 Republicans who voted against Ukraine last week. Mm. Um, you know, so that's who you, so you have folks who, um, again, people who, who want to be leaders that aren't, Mm -hmm. um, Jim Jordan, this is would be the second time that Jim Jordan has run for Speaker of the House. He ran against Paul Ryan back in 2018, um, but he didn't garner enough support of the Republicans at that time. And during that time period, McCarthy was elected to minority leader of the GOP during that 2018 election. So I don't know. I just don't know. Uh, and remember, McCarthy didn't win after 15 rounds. Right. So, I mean, are we going to go through another multi-round election 
Um, it's going to be interesting what the Dems' response to this is going to be. Scalise did vote in favor of Ukraine, of funding, you know, continue to support the Ukraine and, you know, helping them in their aid in their fight against Russia. So um, it's going to be interesting. And um, that is the chocolate news for now. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. And um, that's the end of our show. And I want to thank you for um, giving us all the good chocolate news. It's always appreciated. Well, it's it's my pleasure. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what has happened this week. And, this, and you know, and I'm just like, what else can occur? So you just don't know. Yeah, exactly. So folks, you can find more information about today's topics and past podcast episodes at www.thecincinnatiherald.com, the Sesh newsletter, or on our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Threads. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast is on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Amazon, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. In addition, the Cincinnati Herald is now accepting applications for an advertising representative. So please call or text our publisher, Walter White, at 513-680-7076 for more information. I'm John Alexander Reese. And I'm Andrea Carter. And have a good day.